So I've been thinking this week about Easter. Obviously because today is Resurrection Day, it's Easter. But one of the things that I think is interesting is that in the midst of this COVID pandemic, in the midst of isolation, in the midst of stay home, in the midst of quarantine, we find Easter. And what's interesting to me is that Easter, Easter is this story of hope in the middle of a season of death. See, where we find Jesus is on the cross in the Easter story. We find him on the cross, and if you follow through the Scripture, you find him near the end, and yet it's probably better to say the beginning, because he's breathed his last breath. The Scripture says that he gave his spirit up. And when that happens, there's an earthquake. When that happens, people come out of the graves. When that happens, the the curtain is torn in two. And yet, his disciples, some of them, the women watching at a distance. Joseph of Arimathea asked Pilate for the body of Jesus that afternoon. He takes Jesus with Pilate's permission, wraps his body, and puts him in his own tomb, a new tomb that had been freshly cut that was going to be Joseph's. And he places Jesus' body in the tomb. And then they roll the stone in front. Now, what's interesting is Scripture talks about the stone in such a way that it is an enormous, a, a very large stone that they placed in the front of the tomb. But what's even more interesting in the story, and, and Matthew records this, is that as all this is going on, just on the other side of the entrance to the tomb sit the Marys. As Scripture records it, they sit and watch Jesus being placed in the tomb, the crypt sealed, and they're sitting there. I've wondered what they've thought. I've wondered what's gone through their mind in this season of death. They really have no clue that something else is getting ready to happen. All they know is that Jesus has died. This person that they have followed a disciple of his, the one they thought to be the Messiah and the Lord. This wasn't the way the story was supposed to go, and yet they're sitting there in this season of death. Do you know how applicable that is to us today? 
Life is going fine. Everything seems to be working well. And then all of a sudden, just in a matter of weeks, everything comes to a grinding halt. And in this pandemic, we we see that thousands of people are dying. The economy is shut down. Things are literally put to a standing still. It's a halt. It's like this season of death. And maybe you're sitting there wondering, what's just happened? What in the world is going on? See, if there's ever a time for the Easter story, it is a time for today. Because the resurrection story, the Easter story, is about life in the season of death. See, what's happening just days later is Jesus is going to rise from the grave. What was this story of death now becomes this story of life and how we need to know that. That we need to recognize, we need to understand, we need to believe, we need to trust God for something new. That we need to hold on to the fact that in every season of death, there is a story of life. Let me take you to the next part of the story. A couple of days have gone by, and we read in Mark chapter 16 that when the Sabbath was passed, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, and Salome bought spices so that they might go and anoint Jesus. And very early on the first day of the week, when the sun had risen, they went to the tomb, and as they were going, as they were on their way to the tomb, they were saying to one another, and I find this intriguing, their question that they're asking one another is, who will roll the stone away for us at the entrance of the tomb? And looking up, they see the stone has been rolled back. Notice what it says? It's a very large stone. I want to pause there for a second. Because I think it's interesting in the story that in this season of death, the things that they're worried about, the things that they're concerned about, the things that they're spending their time talking about, the things that they're literally worrying themselves to death about is stuff that they don't need to worry about. Because when they get there to the tomb, the stone has already been rolled away. Isn't it interesting how in seasons like today, we can spend time worrying about things that we really don't need to be worrying about. We can spend time fretting about things that we really don't need to be fretting about. Why do we worry about tomorrow? Trust God for something new. Trust God for something new. And it says in verse 5 that, And entering the tomb, they saw a young man sitting on the right side, dressed in a white robe, and they were alarmed. 
And he said to them, don't be alarmed. You seek Jesus of Nazareth who was crucified. They thought was the end of the story, but really was just the beginning of the story. For he has risen and he is not here. See the place where they laid him, but go and tell the disciples and Peter that he is going before you to Galilee. And there you will see him just as he told you. And they went out and fled from the tomb for they were trembling and they were astonished. And it seized them. And they didn't say anything to anyone because they were afraid. The word for astonished means to be amazed. It means to be ecstatic. In other words, what they had seen, what they had heard, what they had witnessed astonished them. They were ecstatic about it, and it grabbed a hold of them, and they ran. Do you realize that Easter, Easter is a story of hope? And especially this year to me, what Easter means this year specifically to me, that even in this season of loss and pain and sadness and grief and separation and brokenness, that hope is coming. When I think all hope is lost, hope is just around the corner. When you find yourself living in the in-between, in those days, in that interim, when you find yourself living in a season of loss or season of death, I want you to realize, I want you to recognize that hope is just around the corner, that hope is coming. See, in that season of death, we need to realize the story of life. And there's something about the resurrection day, there's something about this story, there's something about Easter that we need to learn today. And I want to share with you just a couple of thoughts and ideas that speak into the story of life in this season of death. And they're things that we need to be reminded of. The first one is that the resurrection is the illustration of the power of God. The resurrection is the illustration of the power of God. What you find is this power over death, that death is not the end in the story, that the season of death has an end and that there is life and there is hope. See, when we read things like Romans 1 that says, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, first to the Jew, then to the Greek, for it is in the righteousness of God is revealed from faith for faith. As it is written, the righteous shall live by faith. This whole idea that this is, this story is a demonstration of the power of God. This story of the resurrection is a demonstration of the power of God. How we need to recognize that this God that we love, this God that loves us, this one that we serve, how we need to recognize the power of this one that loves us. And sometimes we need to remember, we need to remember the times in which we question. I'll give you an example, in, in Luke chapter 1, Mary is questioning this announcement of the fact that she is going to give birth to a child. And, and the angel says to her that not only will she give birth to a child, but also Elizabeth will also give birth, for she's already pregnant. 
And the words that this angel gives, this messenger gives to her, is that nothing will be impossible with God. Do you believe that? Do you believe that nothing will be impossible with God? Do you realize in that story it says that that Mary accepted it and she surrendered to it? Today, I think it is so essential for us to accept this story of life and surrender to it. When I think about the day and time in which we find ourselves, in this season of death, we need to recognize the story of life and we need to realize it is the resurrection that is the illustration of the power of God. But we also need to recognize that the resurrection reveals the intentionality of God. And when you think about the story, you sometimes want to wonder, why is it that God chose then at that time specifically to send his son? Why was it 2,000 years ago? And why was it on the cross? And why was it done this way? And why did it happen at this moment? Sometimes we question God's timing. Sometimes we question events that happen around us. But we need to realize that things just don't happen, that there's an intentionality about it, and that God is in the process of working through every single story today. Because in the season of death is the story of life. In those moments of despair are those stories of hope. See, that's why Romans 5 says, for while we were still weak, at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. Trust him in his timing. Trust him in his moving. But the the resurrection itself, also we learned something else or need to be aware of it in a sense, to be reminded that the resurrection expresses not only the intentionality of God and reveals it, not only does it also is the illustration of the power of God, but it is the resurrection that expresses the love of God. It is this resurrection that expresses the love of God. Never miss the love of God in the story that he loves you more than you can ever comprehend, more than you can ever believe, more than you can ever fathom. I think about times of, of, of moments in life that, that, that you look at one another, you look at individuals and you think about, man, that's just a, that's a moment of love, that's just a moment of grace. How, how sweet is that moment? Maybe it's the moment when you said, I do. Maybe it's the moment that you hold your first child or your second or your third or your fourth or your fifth. Or maybe it's the moment that you hold your grandchild for the first time. And you think about how cool is this? How much love there is right here? Let me tell you, that amount of love that you feel earthly for that person around you is only a fraction of a picture of the love that that God has for you. The fact that he sent his son, the fact that his son died on the cross for us is this incredible expression of God's love. And the fact that he rose again is this expression of love that God has for us. We take John 3, 16, and sometimes we read verse 17 too, but for God so loves the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send, listen, listen, God did not send his son in the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. 
in the season of death, see the story of life. Trust God to do something new. Another thought about the resurrection, and that is that the resurrection is a reminder of the presence of God. It is a reminder of God's presence with us. When we think about the incarnation, we think about Jesus walking this earth for 33 years, we think about him dying on the cross, we think about him rising. It is this reminder of the presence of God with us. Never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. There will be times where you feel as though you're alone or abandoned, but you are not. I love the fact how Paul says in Romans 8, when he talks about the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. I think sometimes we need to have it repeated for us. Sometimes we need to hear it over and over again, this one who dwells in us, that the Spirit dwells in us, that Christ is in us, that God's walking with us. He is here present in this space, in your house, in that moment, in that place, in that season of death. God is right there with you. You need to remember that even in the season of death, is the story of life. And maybe, maybe more than anything, the resurrection is a story of trust. It's a story of trust. I recognize that there are times that we get swallowed up in the seasons of death. And when I talk about seasons of death, maybe it's the death of a dream or death of a loved one. Maybe it's the death of opportunity. Maybe it's the death of what we once knew as normal and regular and the routine that we loved and that we enjoyed and that we lived out. Maybe it was this hope that we had, this thing that we wanted to do, and it's this, 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 it just, it disappeared out of thin air, and it's the season of death. But in that season of death, you have to trust the one who writes the story of life, period. I know that there are people that are questioning everything right now. They had life all taken care of, and now it's upside down. They don't know what's going to happen, and they're walking around in fear as though they they don't have a a fix. They don't have a hold on their future. They don't know what's going to happen. They don't know what's going to happen further with the pandemic. They don't know what's going to happen with the economy. They don't know how they're going to provide for their family. They don't know how they're going to do this. They're watching their, their 403, their 508, all the stuff just disappear, and they're worried. Hey, I'm there with you. I understand. But in the story of death, you have to trust the one who gives the story of life. And maybe today that's what you have to do. Instead of wringing your hands in anxiety and worrying about things that don't make any sense to worry about, and there's nothing more that you can do, you just need to trust the giver of life. And maybe you've not done that yet. 
And maybe today is the day that you do that. On Easter Sunday, 2020, in your living room, in your car, in your kitchen, in your bedroom, you come to this place where you recognize that you need the giver of life, that you need the one who writes the story of life. And so in a moment of surrender, in a moment of trust, you say, I believe. And what that means is that you recognize that Jesus is God's son and that he died on the cross for your sins. And the fact of this story, this whole thing about Easter, is about God making a way for you and a path for you to forgive you and to give you life and to give you hope and to give you a future. Not only today, but in the days to come and for eternity. And so by faith you trust him. You place all of your faith and trust in him. And you say, Jesus, I I believe that you are the son of God. And by faith I trust you. And right now in this moment, I surrender to you. And I want you to rule and reign and be in control of my life. And because I've tried to be in control, I'm turning away from that. I'm repenting of that. I'm turning away from that, and I'm turning to you. And so because of faith today and because of your work on the cross for me, will you save me? Will you come in, will you take control that I may follow you? and love you all the days of my life. And by faith, you make that decision today. I want you to know that'll be the most important decision that you make. And even though you feel as though you're in this story, perhaps, of the season of death, listen, you surrender by faith to the one who writes the story of life. You trust Jesus. And I want to tell you that I I would love to say that all of life will simply get better from this moment on. Listen, it's not that it will get better, but it means that you'll walk through it with a certainty and a promise and a hope. And that, my friend, you need today. You need hope. And so, when I think about Easter, for me this year, It's about trusting God for something new. It's about trusting him for what he has in the days ahead. That even though I walk through a season of death, I know the giver of life. That is my hope. And hopefully yours too. Will you pray with me today? Father, I'm grateful. I'm grateful for the forgiveness that that Christ offers. That in him we have life and we have hope and we have a future. And I pray for uh, folks participating today, for those that are listening and worship today. I pray for each one to have a relationship with Jesus. That they would know his grace and his forgiveness and his love in a very powerful way in this very difficult season in which we walk. Father, may we be people of hope in this season of death because we know the one who writes the story of life. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. 
Amen. Amen.